Hello and welcome to the WWE vs AEW podcast bonus episode today, talking last night's WWE pay-per-view Survivor Series 2020, titled The Best of the Best. Was it the best of the best? No. It wasn't the best of the best, it definitely wasn't. Um, main things coming out of the show was that god-awful, extended, long, long um, Undertaker final farewell, um, which was just... It was a long half an hour. Long, long half an hour. Um, but the best thing on the show was, unsurprisingly, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns, the two hottest acts at the moment in the company um maybe 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 sasha bank banks but um definitely the two hottest male wrestlers in the company and those two had the best thing on the show unsurprisingly um and yeah that was basically the gist of the show i mean does anyone know who won the show the whole theme of the show is best of the best head to head raw versus smackdown the one time a year where Raw and SmackDown superstars go head-to-head, but it would appear that this was just, what, in football terms, a pre-season friendly, an exhibition. Apparently, it didn't matter who won. Um, a testimonial, even. Um, because at no point... I remember, you remember two years ago, and it was Raw 5, what was it, Raw 6, SmackDown nil. Nothing. We didn't get a scorecard. We didn't get anything. Does anyone even know who won? By the way, it was Raw 3-2. But yeah, it was all... It was all pretty pointless, weren't it, really? I'm not quite sure what the whole point of the show was. Um, it was just like, well, it's November, we do Raw versus SmackDown, so let's fucking crack on. Um, yeah, I'm not completely shitting on the show because, as I say, I did love the Roman versus Drew match for it. was It was on their matches where they're definitely going to have another match at some point. They did save a little bit, but they didn't hold back in a way, let's say like the Kenny Omega Hangman Page match, you knew they could do a lot more given the chance, whereas this match, I'm not saying they won't do better, but this is probably as good a Roman Reigns Drew McIntyre match you could get, yep, they could add something else, maybe like a a clean finish, but they gave us everything, it was a great, great main event, was it the main event though, this is something else that I was going to talk about, Um, now, it Drew versus Roman, yeah, it is your two top stars, right? Your two top stars. And I'm going to make a comparison, right? So, take you back to, say, 1999, yeah? 2000, The Rock and Stone Cold. Now, I'm not comparing Drew. Well, I am comparing Drew and Roman, but Drew and Roman obviously aren't on the level as The Rock and Austin, right? But, when you was trying to make The Rock and Austin into bona fide superstars, yeah, right? Are you going to have him play second fiddle to a 55, 56-year-old, however old he is, legend? No. Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't have had a pay-per-view back in 98, 99, where it's Rock and Austin or whoever, fucking Rock and Triple H, yeah? They wouldn't go on before, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, who in the who in the 90s was, like, retiring? <laughs> Name someone who was retiring. You wouldn't have to say... Bret Hart, well, they weren't there. It's not the same. But you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't have someone retiring in the 90s. Main event. Main event. One of your biggest shows of the year ahead of your two top acts. Now, people say that it doesn't really matter. It's only a little thing. And I agree, it is only a little thing. It's not the be-all and end-all. But it's these little things, these little things that all add up 
to make part of the reason why you're not making any mainstream stars. There is other reasons, obviously, bigger reasons, but little things like this along the way just... It's like, oh, well, Roman and Drew are great, but they're not The Undertaker, are they? They're not The Undertaker. They're not as important as The Undertaker saying goodbye for the 50 millionth time. Speaking of that, right, so this Undertaker segment, might as well get into it. This Undertaker segment, right, so there's 30 minutes of the show left, right, and The Undertaker, they have everybody comes out for this farewell that you could imagine from Jeff Hardy, Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash, could he have looked like he didn't want to be there anymore? Sorry to sound like Chandler Bing. Um, Jeff Hardy, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Mick Foley, Jeff Hardy. I've said Jeff Hardy three times now. But you get my point. Shame at man. And so they all come out, takes 10 minutes of these entrances. We see a great Undertaker video package and they're all gone. They're all gone. Where did they go? Vince McMahon's in the ring. He announces The Undertaker. Undertaker takes 10 more minutes to get to the ring. And he's gone. So all this build for Undertaker to come to the ring, get down on one knee, do his pose and fuck off. Jesus Christ. It was half an hour. Yeah, it was a nice little end or whatever. But I spent the entire thing right thinking, right, come on, where's the angle? Where's the angle? Where's The Fiend? Where's, where's Randy Orton? someone's going to do something. So, it ultimately ends in disappointment. Like, it was just 30 minutes of no interaction from The Undertaker with anyone, even the people who come to pay him tribute. No interaction, yeah. For nothing to happen, I was depressed because Vince McMahon looked like an 85-year-old drag artist. I, I was just confused at what was going on here. It was like... A part of me was thinking, Jesus, it's a good job they didn't put a match on after this, because this was one of the most depressing half an hour of WWE television, which is saying a lot, by the way, that I've seen in quite some time. Um, so, yeah, the Undertaker final farewell, se- final farewell segment was... some. If you're a diehard Undertaker fan, you might have enjoyed it. But I already saw all this. I was in Orlando in 2017. 2017! We're in 2021 next month, yeah? And... The Undertaker's finally saying goodbye. I've already seen it. Seen it when he lost to Roman. And he should have gone then, but he didn't. Obviously, he got a few more paydays, a two-minute match with John Cena, and that, to be honest, great boneyard match against AJ. But it's like they finally found something where The Undertaker can still have his moment at WrestleMania. They could have just done this boneyard match a few more years if they wanted to, but they've decided to end it. Whatever, I'm sure, I'm sure Undertaker will be back at WrestleMania. But... Don't know. Was it necessary? Did we need a 30-minute main event of Survivor Series? Just because it was the 30th anniversary of Taker's debut. Did we need this to close the show? The answer is no, we didn't. We didn't. Um, so people who like... My, I will be honest here. I've been very, very positive on these WWE pay-per-views for months now. I've really enjoyed I think 2020's been a great year of WWE pay-per-views. But this... This was not a good pay-per-view. It was saved by Drew versus Roman, but we'll go to the start of the show, and it was Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. It was AJ Styles, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, Braun Strowman, and Sheamus versus Team SmackDown of Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, Otis, Seth Rollins, and Baron Corbin. And this match was it was a clean sweep, much like Survivor Series two years ago. Um, but it was a clean sweep, clean clean sweep. Team Raw 
five sole survivors to Team Smackdown, zero. It was much like the, uh, what was that match years ago, was it? Team DX versus Team Rated RKO, yeah? It was a bit like that, but it was exactly like that, but it wasn't as good. It was, I mean, I enjoyed the parts, the match where Kevin Owens was headbutting Riddle's feet. We had Seth Rollins sacrificing himself for a bro kick. What was it? It it wasn't, it was probably the weakest ever Team Raw versus Team SmackDown men's match. Um, and that was it. At least at least Riddle got his pin back on Baron Corbin. I did like that bit. Um, Jay Uso was the last person eliminated for SmackDown. But yeah, Team Raw. It was a nice moment actually where at least he didn't like all fall out or whatever. Team Raw. So I give him that. It, was all, it, 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 it wasn't good, was it? It wasn't great. Um, speaking of... Actually, do you know what? I'm calling this a one-match show. But I'd forgotten about it. It seems that bloody long ago. Um, the Street Profits versus The New Day. Um... I really did... The New Day come out dressed to this Gear of War, this PlayStation game or something, but I really did like the Street Profits uh, promo in Gorilla. Montez Ford was absolutely brilliant in this. Um, he really got you hyped for the match if you hadn't watched the build, which I had. Um, but it really made you want the Street Profits to win. And that they did. They had a really good match. Um, it was great seeing the New Day be more vicious. They played, took the heel, the default heel role, if you can call it that. Um, some, the New Day worked on the ribs of Montez Ford a lot, which paid into the um, the frog splash, not being able, not being able to capitalize on the frog splash for the three count. And yeah, the Street Profits won with a blockbuster. But this was a really good match. I think I went three and a half stars on this. I really enjoyed it. Great outcome. The outcome was right. Street Profits go over clean, and um, the New Day hug them after the match. I really enjoyed this. Thought this was really good. Um, best thing on the show, apart from Drew versus Roman. Um, Sami Zayn versus Bobby Lashley. Now, I've got in my notes here, let's get this over with. And that was exactly how everyone felt before it. When this first got announced, I thought that they was going to change this. Do you know what I mean? It was one of them, it was heel versus heel. It was a match nobody really wanted to see. They had that god-awful feud back in the summer of 2018. And... It, it, there was no way this was going to be good. Obviously, if you put Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn, do you know what I mean, in a ring together on the Indies for 15 minutes, I'm sure they'd have a decent match. But with both men as heels, Sami Zayn playing the cowardly heel, it was never going to be good. The whole match is just Sami Zayn running away from Bobby Lashley, trying to get Bobby Lashley or the Hurt Business DQ'd. And in the end, MVP trips Sami up as he's trying to get away. And Lashley hits the Dominator, locks in the Dominator for the win. This was pretty poor. Really, worst match on the show. Didn't enjoy it one bit. Um, so yeah, this wasn't good. So we're three matches in, and we'd had a very disappointing Team Raw versus Team SmackDown match. A good tag team match, a very good tag team match actually, and um, an awful Sami Zayn versus Bobby Lashley match. Which, if history was anything, we should have expected. Um, backstage, we get Roman um, going mad at Jey Uso, time to get out of here. He don't want him here for the uh, main event match later on. Um, next, we got a match that I was probably looking forward to as much as anything on the show, um, and that's Oscar versus Sasha Banks. Now, these two had matches throughout the summer, a couple on pay-per-view, and it, it always felt like it couldn't be as good as you wanted it to be because of Sasha being heel, because um, Bailey was always interfering. Every match had a fuck finish, and it wasn't just the, the action was great in all those matches. I think if you look, if you looked at what I'd give them star rating wise, I probably went three and a half, three and three quarter on all of them. But the endings let them down. So for this, I was really pumped up for it. I thought this is going to be really good. But it it started off a little bit slow, but it picked up 
as ever they worked well together, but it just never really got going. It never. It was good. It was like I don't know, three star, three and whatever fucking star rating you want to give it. But it, it was all right. It was good, but it wasn't. It was a very, very forgettable, passable match. It was a TV match. It wasn't what you'd wanted. And then Corey Graves, I tweeted out about this. For about the fourth time on the show, one of, this is my pet hate with commentators. If someone misses a move, yeah, fair enough. You can mention it. You don't need to, though. I don't understand this obsession with commentators for... Even AEW do it with that. Oh, he didn't look, doesn't look like he got all of that. It's like, look, it's wrestling. They're not always going to hit hit everything sweet, yeah, and plum, right? We all know what this is. You don't need to point it out for us. You don't need to be like, do you know what I mean? It's just, uh, it just annoys me when they say like, oh, he didn't get all of that. Oh, he's missed. He didn't, I think he connected on his chin. It's like, we're not thick. Just, just don't mention it. Don't bring, sometimes I might not even notice it. And you as commentators are bringing us to it. And speaking of complaining about commentators, Corey Graves, when Sasha gets the roll-up win, yeah, says, it's not as definitive as Sasha would have liked. Alright, so you're telling me Sasha's not happy with the win. Oscar's lost, so did anybody gain anything from this? No. You might as well put, if Sasha's winning, put her over. Don't be like, oh, wasn't as definitive as she would have wanted. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, what was the point of any of this? But, um, as I say, this match, without Bailey's interference, I was hoping we'd get, like, a really, really good match. We didn't. We just got a decent to good match. So, yeah, bit of a letdown. But, obviously, I'm not... It's a letdown by their standards, but by anybody else's standards, it was a good match because these two worked really well together. Um, next is the Team Raw versus Team SmackDown women's match. This was... It was bad. It was a bad match. It went on, what did it go, about 25 minutes, half an hour. Way, way, way too long. Um, it was just, we had Team Raw bullying Lana out the ring. A nice Spanish fly from um, Bianca and uh, Lacey. We had a really weird finish with Shayna and uh, Ruby. No, Shayna and, was it and, oh God knows. We had a really weird finish with Shayna and Bianca. It was just... I just didn't get it. And then the ending, I did. The only good part about the match for me was the ending where it was just Bianca and uh, Naya had got counted out. Normally, this is the only time I'm ever going to say a count out finish was actually quite clever. Um, So they get counted out and obviously Lana is the sole survivor because she just stood on the steps the entire match. Um, So this will drag out the Naya-Lana storyline even further. I'm glad they didn't do the whole um, Lana putting Naya through the announce table spot. Saved that for the Royal Rumble. Keeps this going nicely. I'm not sure if you... I think you could have done it, though, where you didn't... You continued the storyline like they did, but without... For me, this match was Bianca to win. She should have been the sole survivor. But uh, if they weren't doing that, this was the next best thing. And I thought it was a decent finish to an otherwise... 25, 30 minutes, much like the Undertaker final farewell segment that I will not be getting back anytime soon. Um, so yeah, not the best match here. And this match, which the commentator didn't actually allude to, basically won the show for Team Raw. But not that they actually mentioned that. Um, and then, much to my surprise, the two biggest stars in your company... Roman versus Drew, the match that people, including me, thought they should have kept off till WrestleMania, was here. Semi-main event to The Undertaker's final farewell. Now, match, 
it was really, really good, weren't it? It reminded me a bit of Brock versus Roman from um, Mania 31, which I, I was at live for that match, and that was great live, great at rewatching it again. This was just really, really good stuff. And if you needed any more confirmation that these two are the top stars, are the top people, are the people that should be main event in WrestleMania two out of the next three years, then look no further, because this match was just was really good. It just shows what Drew can do when he's not working, no offence, because Randy Orton is good, but it was great to see Drew working with someone else other than, do you know what I mean? Other than Randy Orton, other than like your Dolph Ziggler's, Bobby Lashley's, who were just like, you know what I mean, upper mid-carders at best. So it was nice to see, for the first time in a, in a while, basically the first time in his entire run since Mania, this is the first time that Drew's worked with someone, you'd say, is a star that isn't Randy Orton. So, basically, is someone who's willing to put on a really good match with him. Um, but it was some great action into this. We got the spear into the Kimura. That was a great transition. I'm a fan of Drew having the Kimura in his arsenal, especially if he can get it on like he did here. Uh, we get the Samoan drop for the announce table. Um, we get Drew kicking out the spear at two, which I thought it was over. Um, it was just, it was like when Roman saying to Samoan Joe, you ain't seen shit like this before, Joe. Um, we get the Claymore, this knocks the ref down, brings Jey Uso out, uh, Roman hits the low blow, Jey hits a super kick, and yeah, there we go, one, two, three, no, it wasn't actually one, two, three, what am I on about, um, Roman puts his submission, his guillotine on to Drew McIntyre for, what, what was it, a pass out victory, pass out victory, is that even a phrase, um, so yeah, so it, Roman, the right finish, I think, you could even do a DQ, yeah, which you don't want to be doing, really. So I'm glad they didn't do that. So the only thing you could do is Roman winning via shenanigans, which is what you got. And I'm really hoping if we don't get Roman Rock, this sets up Drew facing Roman at Mania. Do you know what I mean? Have have Drew drop the title, whatever. Just at some point, just I want to see. We need Roman versus Drew at WrestleMania. The the two to me every WrestleMania, unless you've got something amazing planned i.e. The Rock versus Roman, If you, unless you've got something amazing plan, your main event at WrestleMania should always either be your, your top two stars in the company or your top star versus someone you want to, do you know what I mean, raise into being a top star. We've got our top two stars, yeah? Have them go head-to-head at WrestleMania. That's what we need. Roman versus Drew at WrestleMania. Definitely go with it, please. But, um, yeah, so it ends with Roman and Jay embracing as... Roman Reigns wins the match and gets one over on Drew McIntyre. Please give us this at WrestleMania. See, I've breezed through this show. It was a bonus show after all. Um, but yeah, next we got the Undertaker stuff, which I'm not going to go into again. I'm not going to complain about it again. It wasn't much. It was, As I say, it was 10 minutes of entrances, a video package, Vince McMahon looking very, very old, um, which was quite sad. Um, and then just the Undertaker in the ring doing his pose and fucking off, basically. Uh, should have just done this at WrestleMania 33. Can't believe that was almost four years ago. Um, my little girl, yeah, couldn't speak when I when I went to WrestleMania 33. She couldn't speak. She could barely walk. Now she's at school learning the alphabet. So that's how long ago it was. The Undertaker should have actually retired. Could be longer, but yeah. So yeah, that was Survivor Series. As I said, I don't want to go much, too much into detail because I wasn't 
the biggest fan of this show. I, I was really hoping for better. I've enjoyed I enjoyed aspects. I've really enjoyed SmackDown recently. SmackDown on Friday was a great show. The, that Drew Roman contract signing was the best contract signing WWE have done in years. We got a really good main event, Daniel Bryan versus uh, Jey Uso. And we got the Seth Rollins-Buddy Murphy match, which was really good. Um, so yeah, SmackDown is great. Watch SmackDown every week. It's really, really a good show. I am enjoying it as much as Dynamite at the moment. So make sure you watch SmackDown each week. Um, and yeah, that is... I don't know the thing I was thinking. The amount of wrestlers that were off this show, considering it's one of your biggest shows of the year, there was no Randy Orton, no Rey Mysterio, um, no Buddy Murphy, no Daniel Bryan. Do you know what I mean? There's probably a countless, countless others. And it... You know what I mean? It's like... WWE is such a big roster that they can have like wrestlers of that talent not on the show. But going towards TLC, I mean, I, I'm putting two and two together. I'm thinking maybe your main event is going to be Roman versus Daniel Bryan and Drew versus Sheamus. Um, I'm hoping they actually drag out Roman and Bryan. I don't want to start with a match at TLC. Give us Daniel Bryan versus Jey Uso. In a TLC match or something along those lines. Maybe can Daniel Bryan do TLC matches? Get, I'm sure he can. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Jey so maybe a ladder match. And then we can get Roman versus Bryan at Royal Rumble. Save their first match for a wrestling match. I don't want to see a no DQ gimmick match for their first match. Um, so yeah, that looks to be the direction we're going. It's a nice little change in things. Um, and yeah, that's it really. Um, I'm surprised we didn't see Rhea Ripley debut on the show. I was really hoping for that, but we didn't get it. Maybe we'll get it on Raw tonight or SmackDown on Friday. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, www.patreon.com forward slash neutral wrestling. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Search WWE versus AEW podcast. Um, Twitter w- at WWE versus AEW. AEW or on Apple Podcast. Just search WWE versus AEW into Apple or find the links on our Twitter page. I myself am on Twitter at Ball B A L Capital B Daniel. That's Ball Capital B Daniel on Twitter. I want to thank everyone for listening to this show. I'm looking at the poll that I put up on Twitter before I recorded. 60% of you give this show a thumbs up, 40% thumbs down. For me, it, was, it wasn't the best show. It wasn't horrendous. We got two good matches, but there was a lot that I didn't like. Um, and yeah, well, that's it. I will see you again on Thursday for episode three in the new series of the WWE versus AEW podcast. Talking Dynamite, talking NXT. Maybe we'll talk about the fallout of Survivor Series um, from on Raw this upcoming, well, tonight, actually, in fact. And yeah, nine days left of lockdown in the UK. And then we go back into tier three. Open the pubs, Boris. Open the damn pubs. See you later.